0: Part 1. The Double Agent Alan Dulles went to war on November 9, 1942, crossing into neutral Switzerland from Vichy, France just minutes before the Nazis closed the border. He later told the story of his border crossing with pulse-racing dramatic flair— But in reality, it went surprisingly smoothly, especially considering the 49-year-old Wall Street lawyer's high international profile. After presenting his passport to the French gendarme at the border station near Geneva, Dulles paced the train platform while the policeman made a phone call to Vichy authorities. Then, after a hovering Gestapo agent conveniently disappeared, the gendarme obligingly waved Dulles through. It was almost as if Dulles was expected. There was nothing undercover about Alan Dulles' wartime exploits in Switzerland. Afterward, he made much of his espionage adventures with a sympathetic press and then equally credulous biographers dutifully repeating his beguiling tales. But in truth, there was little daring involved for a very simple reason. Dulles was more in step with many Nazi leaders than he was with President Roosevelt. Dulles not only enjoyed a professional and social familiarity with many members of the Third Reich's elite that predated the war, he shared many of these men's postwar goals. While serving in his Swiss outpost, Dulles might have been encircled by Nazi forces, but he was also surrounded by old friends. After crossing the border, Dulles wasted no time in settling into Bern, the scenic Swiss capital where he had begun his espionage career a quarter century earlier as a junior member of the U.S. legation during World War I. The medieval city built on cliffs overlooking the glacial green R River as it flowed down from the white-capped alpine peaks on the horizon held a treasure of memories During the earlier war, there had been embassy parties and rounds of tennis with balls arriving in diplomatic pouches from back home, courtesy of his brother Foster. There was an international parade of mistresses, young secretaries from the consulates that filled the city's diplomatic quarter, as well as free-spirited women from the local art colony. He met his conquests for drinks and pleasure at the Bellevue Palace Hotel, the elegant Art Nouveau fortress that dominated the old city's skyline. Dulles affected the look of a dashing continental cavalry officer in those days with a waxed mustache, slim waist jacket, and high starched collar. One of his affairs during the First World War had a brutal ending. She was a young Czech patriot who worked alongside Dulles in the U.S. legation offices. British agents concluded that she was using her position to pass information to exiled Czech leader Jan Masaryk as well as to the Germans. When the British confronted Dulles with their suspicions, the ambitious young diplomat knew he was in an awkward spot and he quickly complied with their plans. One night, Dulles took the woman to dinner and afterward he strolled with her along the cobblestone streets to an agreed-upon location where he handed her over to two British agents. She disappeared forever. When Dulles returned to Bern in 1942 for the Office of Strategic Services, OSS, America's World War II spy agency, he set up his base of operations in his residence, the ground-floor apartment of a handsomely renovated 14th-century mansion at 23 Herengasse, near the city's majestic cathedral. Dulles later insisted that he had carefully chosen the location with security in mind since the street ended in a cul-de-sac. He prevailed upon municipal authorities to extinguish the lamplight outside his building, giving late-night visitors a measure of anonymity as they slipped in and out. Guests seeking more confidentiality could enter Dulles's apartment from the rear, climbing an ancient flight of stone steps that rose steeply to his back terrace from the grape arbors and dark river below. But all this cloak and dagger was a bit of a charade. As soon as Dulles showed up in Bern, his arrival was reported in one of Switzerland's leading newspapers, which announced him, to the spy's great delight, as the personal representative of President Roosevelt.